fierce ladies, welcome to the Moms in Real Estate podcast, where we unleash our unapologetic power to share the raw truth of our journeys. Brace yourself for a dose of empowerment, education, and encouragement like never before. I'm Kristen, a relentless entrepreneur obsessed with connecting and uplifting fellow boss babes. In this podcast, we're all about getting down to business, conquering motherhood, nurturing relationships, and so much more. Get ready to dive into the nitty gritty, embrace the hustle, and unravel the secrets of success in the world of real estate. We're here to ignite your fire, equip you with the knowledge, and unleash your limitless potential. Tune in as we redefine what it means to be a true boss babe. Welcome back, lovely listeners, to another fantastic episode of the Moms in Real Estate podcast. Today, we have the incredible Jody Kuman joining us all the way from Arizona. Jody is not only passionate as a realtor, but also a devoted working mom, gracefully juggling her career and raising two wonderful daughters with her loving husband. Join us as we dive into Jody's inspiring journey where she finds joy in serving others and assisting her clients through one of the most significant transactions of their lives. Real estate for Jody is more than just a profession. It's an opportunity to form lasting relationships and achieve professional and personal growth as a business owner. Hey, girl. Hi, how are you? Good. So happy you're here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay, you guys, Jody and I have been friends for, I feel like, years now. At least me, at least one year. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. Yeah. And she's so much fun. So I'm excited for her to share her journey with us today. Like, why did you get into real estate? It was not planned. Um, I have a communications degree. I had been working in that for a few years. And then one of my good friends who ended up being my neighbor asked me to come be her assistant in the title business. And I had no idea what title was. Yeah. Um, But I was working crazy hours and I had a young one at home Mm -hmm. and I thought, okay, I'll give it a whirl. So I left my previous job and started doing assisting in the title and marketing business. And it kind of just went from there. I love that story because I've heard it so many different times on this podcast. It's all different, but it's the same, right? Like we are working some job where it's corporate and we're working so much. And then we have kids and we're like, we can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. We can't keep working for this company. For me, the way I thought about it was like, they don't care if my kid gets sick. Yeah, and the hours and with my young one at home were crazy. So I was like, okay, a little flexibility and yeah. knowing I have the opportunity to pick her up from daycare and not be late. That mm-hmm. was a big one. So yeah, it kind of went from there and I enjoyed the marketing aspect of it. Well, what a great like entry into real estate because you have to know how to market yes. and you literally got that job beforehand, which is so great. Yeah, without any expectations of going into real estate, I took that job Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how much it was going to help me in the long run. But yeah, that's literally what I was doing was training agents on how to market their business and what to do for that. So how long did you do that before you realized you wanted to get your real estate license? I did title and escrow for two years. Uh That's actually how I met my husband. Okay. Um, At a corporate office meeting, he was an agent and I was there doing the title piece of it uh, as a sponsor for that meeting. And when I decided I wanted to stay home, that's when I left title and started doing, helping him on the side, like kind of as an assistant. Yeah. Um, and then I decided, okay, I want to get back into it again. So it went from there. 
I love yeah. that. And I love how it's just such a good way to describe how we have different seasons too. Yes. I mean, I stayed home thinking that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And then when I was home, I really missed the idea of working yeah. and having that outlet. Yeah. So that's when I started helping him with his business on the side. And then long story short, he took a job in California that took him out of real estate. Uh -huh. And I went with him, of course, and we had our youngest. And then I wanted to go back to work again. And so I took another assistant job with a broker, mm -hmm. small boutique brokerage in La Jolla, California, mm -hmm. and started assisting him. And that's where I really took the marketing pieces from Title, mm -hmm. and then learned the real estate side of it even more. So fast forward to today. Yeah. What have, like, how have you built your business as far as when it comes to lead gen? Like, what are your main lead gen pillars? When we moved back from California to Arizona, I kind of had to start my business over. Yeah. I had established clientele in Arizona or in California, mm -hmm. but I didn't have Arizona. So I reached back out to a an agent that was running essentially kind of a team mm -hmm. here. And I was interviewing different brokerages of where to go. Mm -hmm. And she had a great program. So I was like, you know what? I'll join here. I was already familiar. I had worked with her before when we were in Arizona. Mm -hmm. So I started with her and we really started with the basics of your sphere and just mm -hmm. nurturing and doing all of that. But I think I really dove into open houses mm -hmm. and all of my pop buys. And one of the biggest pieces of building my business by referral was um, housewarming parties. Yes. So we would hold housewarming parties for our clients after they closed. And that was like a huge jumping point. Do you follow like Michael Mayer's housewarming party stuff? I don't. No? Should I? Oh, he's <laughs> like the housewarming party guy. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, um, he's good. You need to follow him on Instagram yeah. or I think he has a podcast or all the things. Yeah. But he does like that's his whole thing. Interesting. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I know who you're talking about, yeah. but I haven't seen the open house piece of it. So walk us through, what does that even look like? So if an agent's like, I want to do housewarming parties. Yeah, yeah. So once an agent closes, that's an, I start before we close. Mm -hmm. I've already dropped the idea of, I want to plan a housewarming party for you. And it really truly come, comes from a place of, it's an exciting time and yeah. it's a way for me to give back to them yes. after closing escrow. So I already let them know, like, think about a housewarming party and how I can assist and so I really had the systems in place as far as who I was going to use for catering it. Mm -hmm. And we would do fun raffle prizes while everyone was there. And so all of the pieces that go into the housewarming party, I already had planned out. Yeah. So my clients knew, oh my gosh, all I have to do is invite people. And I was helping them invite. So mm -hmm. I was sending out the invitations via email and connecting with their friends and their sphere to invite them to this housewarming party. Yeah. And so I got to see all of their friends and have them, mm -hmm. you know, celebrate their new home mm -hmm. and got to also meet their friends and family that were all there. Is it ever awkward? I don't feel like it is because a lot of my clients, most of them, I feel like become friends after the close yeah. of escrow. So by the time we're there, they've already gotten to know me so well mm -hmm. that we have a good relationship and they're introducing me to everyone. Yeah. And I feel like I'm a pretty social person. So. Yeah, you definitely are. And yeah. I know that you're really passionate about like your clients speak that gets long term with you. Like you have relationships with them. Yes. Now, what about if there's a client who you're like in, you know, going through the escrow and you're like, we're just not clicking. Yes. And there are ones. Yeah. I mean, I don't 
post the idea of having a housewarming party if I don't think it's Mm going to be beneficial for both of us. Because I never want a client to feel like it's a burden either, right? Like, not everyone wants to do a housewarming party. Yeah. Um, Do people tell you if they don't? I haven't had anyone say they don't want to do it, but I feel like I get a really good idea of their personality type and if it would be a fit. Yeah. So I'm not suggesting it to someone that I think, you know, or if they just moved here and they don't have a big circle of friends. Yeah. That's not going to be you know, fun for them. Yeah, for sure. Do you ever ask them if you can invite all the new neighbors? I have not thought of that. Yeah. But I love that idea of incorporating that. The other, I I always love this idea too. And I think that this kind of like came about in 2020. We were like all round tabling about like different ideas and um, people that did housewarming parties, people didn't want to do housewarming parties. And so they were getting food trucks and then they were inviting all the neighbors to yes. welcome them to the neighborhood. I'm like, that's genius. And do it outside. Yeah. That is genius. Yeah. One of the things that we do in the housewarming parties that clients love is we always do some sort of raffle. So yeah. I have a table of fun house type gifts. And if kids are there, I always incorporate the kids toys and things like that. And they go around and they put their little tickets in and decide and then at the end we get to raffle it off and literally all of my clients like know that about any party I'm going to host yes is that there's going to be some fun raffle at the end yeah and the kids get so excited like they want to oh get gosh, up there they love and like raffles. hand them out mm-hmm. and yeah so it's it's a lot of fun okay I love all of this and my other question to you when I'm going over like thinking in my head with the ways that you lead generate is like Popeyes and we actually yes haven't dove into this for a long time so I love getting Popeyes two of my team leads actually have me on their list and so every time that I get a Popeye at my house from them my kids it's more my kids is why I love them so much they can't wait for them to come and they because there's these like corny little things attached to them and so it brings this like whole five minutes in my house to where they're just so excited. And I think about, you know, as agents do this, how powerful it can be in someone's household experiencing it firsthand. So tell me, what are your top favorite Popeyes to do? So I just did for the 4th of July, really big, long wedding sprinklers. They're actually meant for weddings and the kids loved it. And I always, and you're so right, because my clients will send me pictures of the oh, kids yeah. with the Popeyes. Every time. So this one was, I got a lot of pictures of them doing these big sparklers. So fun. Um, the sparklers are a big one. My clients love the Costco has sales closer to the 4th of July uh-huh. of the mustard, ketchup, and relish packages. Oh, that's a great and one. And dropping those off is a fun one. Yeah. And then one I did at Valentine's Day was the boxes of cake mm-hmm. with frosting packages and then a cute little like spatula. Yeah. Target will always have you know, the stuff in the dollar section. Oh, yeah. And so I'll inc- I always want it to be super cute, too. So mm-hmm. I try and go within reason of price, but not like a dollar to three dollars, make it something more that they can usually utilize and do something with. Yeah. Um. So this one was baked cake. So I literally had clients sending me pictures of their baked cake. Yeah. And it was so fun. And that was like a Valentine's thing. Like, you know. So fun. Yeah. So the kids definitely love it, too. Yeah. Do you put corny sayings on them? I absolutely yeah, put corny you have sayings to. on them. Yeah. And I, I always get a special tag made with yeah. all of our, so it looks professional, um, but it's fun to pop by. I try and do it every quarter and I'll do about 20 to 25 clients rotating, you know, yeah. so I'm not stopping by too frequently, but definitely on the regular. Yeah. yeah. See, that's great advice right there. Now, if I'm a brand new agent, and I'm listening to you. I might be thinking this sounds expensive. 
You can make them really cheap. Like the dollar store is your friend. Uh Um, You can make things super cute and literally only spend $3. Do you leverage your vendor partners for any of this stuff? And let's even talk about housewarming parties and Popeyes. Hi, it's Barbara with your tax coach. And we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. This is Barbara with your tax coach. One of my favorite tax tips is called a 1031 exchange. It's where you have an investment property and you sell it for a gain. You can take that gain and put it into a new investment property and pay nothing in taxes. For more info, follow us on Instagram at Your Tax Coach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com. I definitely leverage vendor partners okay. for housewarming parties. Okay. Um, and I think it's a great relationship and mm-hmm. way to do that because it's an opportunity for them to be yeah. able to meet my clients and mm-hmm. be in front of them. They see them, you know, they don't get to see them face to face a lot. So this yeah. is an opportunity to get in front of them. So I definitely leverage them for parties. And it's a great way to have a lot of hands helping you plan all of it. Yeah. So it's beneficial for both. And then I don't really leverage, I leverage my title company to help me with my pop by tags. Yeah. But that's about the only way but that's, that I. But that's leverage because yes. the tags are, can be expensive too. Yes. And you can always lean on your title partners to have ideas for you. So if you're they like, do. what do I yeah. do with this? I'm just starting to have no idea. Yeah. They'll have ideas for you too. Yeah. So. I love that advice. Yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit about, you know, now that you've been an agent a while and your kids are growing up and um, one out of the house, one going into high school, um, what do you find to be your struggles today in your business? My kids are very self-sufficient in Uh the sense of I'm not having to find babysitters. They can stay home by themselves. So it's very easy to work all the time Mm -hmm. because I can go and run out to an appointment and, you know, they can either walk home from a friend's house or Mm -hmm. find a ride home or whatever they need to do. Um, So I really have to be conscious of not allowing myself to be at work all the time and creating the time for family Mm -hmm. because I, you know, I could work all the time if I wanted because I have that flexibility with their independence and where they're at in their age. Yeah. That is such a good struggle to share. Yeah. It's, Because we can work all the time. We can work all the time. And I think it's important, like I literally calendar in family time Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're creating those opportunities to go and do stuff because otherwise it can slip by the wayside and you're like, gosh, we haven't done anything fun in a, you know, in a minute. Yeah. And because you can end up working all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's to-do lists that just every day go over and over and over. Yeah. No, I I definitely like schedule that in. And I think that that's an important piece of it. Um, and I try and take them with me on things too. I yeah. think it's important to have them see what you're doing because they can see you going out to work, but they don't know how hard you're working necessarily. So when I see, I mean, they see the hours, but they mm-hmm. don't see what I'm doing because they're not with me. Yeah. So taking them out to inspections, appointments and showing homes and things really gets them front and center of what I'm out doing every day while they know I'm at work, but they don't necessarily know what I'm out doing. Do they tell you, I don't ever want to be in real estate? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever, no, my oldest has actually talked about it. And it's just not, I don't think that's the best fit for her. Yeah. Um, but she's talked about it and I tell her all the reasons why I think there's better opportunities for her, just yeah. personality wise and what she loves and enjoys. But I mean, people fall into real estate and you'd never expect it. So it's so true. You never know. Yeah, it is so true. I have been in front of so many agents and I I never forget this one girl that I interviewed one time years ago. I was like, there's no way she's going to make it in real estate is all I could think. And she was super nice. And I was like, okay, like, we'll see how it goes. 
And she became a top producing agent. And every time I see her now, I'm like, shame on me for yes. ever having that thought. <laughs> and then yeah. there's people I've sat in front of. I'm like, they're going to kill it. And then mm. they're in for like six months and out, you know? It's such a business where I think everyone thinks it's really easy mm-hmm. and you can build your business very easily. Oh and it's gosh, so yeah. much work and it's it really takes a lot of commitment and discipline to really build it to where it's sustainable and it's mm-hmm. consistent and you're, you take out those waves of ups and downs yeah. in the business. What, um, what do you feel like have been your biggest victories as a working mom? I have really tried to build my business to where I have clients that I'm working with and I have an opportunity to choose who I'm working with and Mm -hmm. I'm not having to take on every client so that I can choose clients that have the same goals in mind that they Mm -hmm. you know respect the idea of family time Mm -hmm. and want to work with me because I take care of them but also I value my time with my family and having that balance so I feel like that has been a victory and being able to build my business with clientele that are like-minded yeah um not having to take every deal that comes to you because every deal isn't every client isn't a fit necessarily yeah um so I feel really privileged to be in that place Mm -hmm. and to have built a network of referrals that have clients that typically I always want to work with yeah um another piece of a victory for that as a working mom would probably be having my girls see the success and building a successful business. Um, There's a lot that goes into it. And I think them being able to see me be successful as a working mom is a good impact on them Mm -hmm. and what hard work can do to pay off. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's um, definitely come with its challenges. I mean, it's not been an easy road by any means. Mm -hmm. And it is always evolving, especially as they get older. But I do think it gets easier as they get older so if you have little ones (laughs) it does get a little bit easier with your flexibility yeah Yeah. I feel like every age has you know it gets easier and then it has different challenges for sure yeah yeah no it's um and now I have you know my oldest daughter I'm like thinking about you know when can you invest in your first home and all mm-hmm. of those opportunities? So it's so exciting for her so to be exciting. able to see like what the next steps are and teach her the the importance of investing yeah. and what having real estate investments can do for you. Oh, so, she has to come yeah. to my next investment workshop. I would love for her to. I'll make sure she yeah. comes. Yeah. That would be, I always think about if I was 18, 19 and someone yeah. put me in this room, I would have been so thankful. Yeah. I have a nephew and he's 25 and he's been renting for so long and I called him about six months ago and I said, okay, listen, let he's in Oregon. I can't help him, but I said, let me connect you with some great partners I have and yeah. kind of laid out the groundwork for him because I'm like, you're spending all this money on renting. You have roommates. Like, let's get them paying your your mortgage for totally. you and you can, you know, start building your life with a home you own. I know. Yeah. Gosh, it's so crazy how that just like you think about those moments. Absolutely. Well, you have been so much fun to have on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And let's let's end it with tell us what's next for you. Like, what are your goals? I have I feel like I've built a really successful business as a single agent. And I feel like the next step is probably to start growing into a team. Yeah, love hearing that. That is one of my bigger next steps. If somebody wants to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? They can reach out to me on Instagram. Jody Kuman is my Instagram handle. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Okay, yeah. awesome. All right, we'll see you later, Jody. Thank you. It was great talking with you. Hi, it's Barbara with your tax coach, and we love helping entrepreneurs save money on their taxes. Here's a quick tax tip. If you're a W-2 employee, 
it's probably better to have an Airbnb investment property than a long-term rental because Airbnbs qualify as active income. And if you have losses, you can take your active losses against your W-2 income and it can actually help lower your taxes. For more info, follow us on Instagram at Your Tax Coach or go to our website, yourtaxcoach.com.